Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello, friends. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, I've got a couple dates for us coming up this week, very soon. I will be in Madison, Wisconsin tomorrow night, Friday, April 25th at UW-Madison's campus with the organization Sex Out Loud. I will be giving their keynote speech for their sex week. And it will be called uh, Amp Up Your Sex Life with me, sex nerd Sandra. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be a juicy hour and a half of just solid information and I'll be taking questions from the students. Anyone's welcome. Anyone at all can come to the campus and be part of this. You can get more information at sexoutloud.org. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be all about bigger, better sex, expanding pleasure. Um, oh, it's good stuff. Anyway, um, then I am coming over to Chicago. Hi, Chicago. I look forward to seeing you. Saturday and Sunday, I'll be at C2E2, which is an entertainment Comic-Con type event. And Saturday night, I will be at the Thrilling Adventure Show. So if you're in Chicago and wanted to stop by and see the show, it's going to be so good. Um, and Ryder Strong is going to be in it. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Maybe I have inside information. I'm not sure. Um, but that's going to be really good. Uh, Sunday. Okay. So I wasn't sure what to do for Sunday. It was a little short ner- notice that I knew that I was going to come to you guys. So I have decided to do something I've been thinking about for a long time. And that is to have my very first office hours. So I'm going to be at Buddy Guys Legends bar. It's a blues and jazz club uh, near downtown. And I'm going to hold office hours from 5 p.m. till 8 p.m. There is no cover and it's all ages actually. There will be live jazz. I've been told it's really mellow. Um, And I will be there. I will be uh, drinking and enjoying the music. And if you would like to join me, please do for questions, comments, hugs, and just to just check out a cool joint. So that will be Sunday, April 27th. And then on Monday, still in Chicago, I will be teaching Boning 101. It's a, one of my favorite workshops, and I will be teaching that at the Pleasure Chest Chicago at 8 p.m. You can get more information at my website, sexnerdsandra.com. Mm, and I really hope to see you there. Okay. A few updates I just wanted to let you know. Uh, first... Two episodes ago, I talked to Orpheus and Indigo, and they were running for Leather Master Slave of SoCal 2014, and guess what, you guys? They won. They totally won. So please, shout out to them on Twitter, Facebook, wherever, and give them a congratulations. That is... I am I am proud. I am very proud. Very proud. Um, yeah, it was great to find out. Um, also, uh, thank you for... I know I kind of came out of the closet about... Um, you know, dealing with some depression, and I mentioned it on the show, and I just, just the outpouring of love, and compassion, and kindness, and shared experience that I have received in, in several different social media platforms have just been lovely, and I just want to thank you. I really do. Um, yeah, yeah, it's hard sometimes. You know, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it's not. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Uh, oh, also, another update. Good news, you guys. Scarletine got funded. They were going to, I mentioned a while ago that they were going to go on strike starting May 1st if they didn't meet their minimum, minimum, bare minimum budgeting needs. And, and they were able to get that. Uh, and 
They have a secret backer who said that for everything above their minimum that they get, they will, that person will match it up to $10,000. So from now until May 1st, if you, if you're still thinking of maybe donating to Scarletine, it will be doubled. I, I realize I sound like one of those radio programs, but, but this is like real life stuff. Like it's basically a very small team of volunteers for this website that has massive amounts of information. Like it's not, it's not a monster of a, an organization. It's tiny and doing amazing things. So scarletine.com. Oh wait, Scarletine Network. One of those, you know, Google do that thing. Uh, okay. Mm, okay. You lovely, lovely people. Um, I am going to now let you listen to a rambunctious recording at the Pinch Bar in D.C., uh, all about monogamy. I have edited it down. This was a very long show, and I've edited it down to some of the delightful tidbits because there's so much. And I might release the rest of it at some point, but just I wanted to get to the heart of the topic. Thanks for listening, and I hope I see you in Chicago or Wisconsin or both. What are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. How many people identify here as non-monogamous? Okay, you guys are just rascals. I knew you'd come out, you crazy, crazy people. You just came out just trying... Try to sass it up. Okay. Um, so to help me explore this, first I want to welcome up a... <laughs> everyone's like, oh, you're not monogamous? Like, are you getting numbers back there or something? <laughs> to explore this topic, I want to welcome up a dear friend of mine and a much better sex educator than I am, <laughs> Tawana Hines. Come on up here. <laughs> I get a microphone and everything. This is fantastic. I'm like, hi. Hi. Hello, welcome. Tawana Hines, what do you do out in the world? What is is your deal? I am a sex educator and I am a columnist. And so my column is syndicated in Philadelphia, Boston, and New York City. And I write about, yes, yes. And I write about sexuality and relationships and all of these delicious things. Yeah, you're known as Funky Brown Chick, right? Yes, Funky Brown Chick Online. So if you ever want to find my columns, I also link them there. So you can find them if they're not in print in your city. I feel slightly racist calling you Funky Brown Chick. Oh, don't feel racist. It's the name that I've chosen for my site. I know, but it's like, hey, you, Brown Chick. You know, it's weird. It's weird. Um, Okay, so even though we're friends... (laughs) Where is this going? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, we're friends. Uh, I am fascinated because you have told me, and we've talked about this before, that you're monogamous. I am. You're known. You have fans. You have people who follow you because you are a dating expert, and you date a lot, and you write about it, and people are like, tell me everything and all the wisdom, and yet, and you are monogamous after all this time exploring. Why? (laughs) (laughs) That's like asking someone, why do you like women or why do you like men? It's just you're kind of wired one way or another or you find yourself gravitating towards something or another. It's like some of it's, you know, personal will that you think it's interesting. Others, it's societal pressure. It's what you've seen more. So, I mean, it could be a mixture of tons of different things for anyone. Have you tried anything else? How do you... (laughs) 
How do you know that you're not a lesbian if you've never tried? Right? <laughs> I mean, okay, actually, you can kind of know. You know, but so here's the thing. I think it's probably nice to start defining what do we mean by monogamy. Yes, right? this is important. Exactly. Because, like, we, if we're going to say we're monogamous or non-monogamous, it's nice to start with saying what exactly does that mean, right? And so often when we say monogamy, we mean someone who's in a relationship with one person at a time. Seems straightforward enough, right? One person at a time. But what's a relationship? And how do you know when you're in one? And when do you decide that you're actually in a relationship with someone? So I can say that I'm, quote, quote, monogamous, but if I go on a date with one dude tonight and someone else tomorrow and someone else the following week because I'm single, you know, like how do we decide what an actual relationship is? And who makes that call when it's two people? So you might think, hey, this sure as shit looks like a relationship. And the other person's like, we haven't had that conversation. This is not a relationship. And so monogamy and non-monogamy, it's not as clear-cut as it might seem. That is really good. You're really good at that. <laughs> I can't, I can't describe... You think I, I do this for a living or some shit? Uh, yeah, no, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Because I, that brings up something that I struggle with, too, is when people talk up and they'll ask things, like, when do you know that you're in a relationship? And to me, relationship seems some sort of exchange of energy and feelings like when feelings are involved yeah. I think a lot of us I mean I included have are in denial of when feelings start you know like oh wow, yeah yeah I was like yeah denial <laughs> <laughs> it truly it's it's yeah feelings feelings are the are the dark place feelings are, that's what right in there yeah yeah <laughs> so when does a relationship start I think of it well now as when you agree upon like some sort of a, agreement, there's some sort of like right. you know, almost like a verbal contractual thing. Like, okay, we're not going to date other people. Yet I know that five, six years ago, I was like, we are totally in a relationship because I feel things for you, and you totally finger banged me. That is a relationship. <laughs> we're in something right now. That's awesome. Right? Yes. I I want it to be that way, but it's not. <laughs> You know what? You know what we need to. We need to. Okay, new rule. If you want to say something, you have to run your butt up to that mic and say things into it. Even Strap if it's him up, that's a courage. Woo! We have a yeah, visitor. Grab it, on the grab stage. it, grab it like you like it. Grab it like you like it. Okay. Hi. Hi. What's your name? I'm Jonathan. What were you yelling? Uh, what I was yelling is that a relationship has ongoing intentions. Okay. Uh, to so, you know, if you hook up with someone once and you're like, oh, like, you know, this is nice, whatever. But there's not any forward-looking intentions, then that's probably not a relationship. But if you're saying if you both feel like you want to continue to see each other and so forth, I feel like that's getting towards a relationship. That means like anything other than a one-night stand is a relationship. It's like, we should, girl, we should totally do this again. Relationship? I, 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 I think. It depends on that. That gets to more of the feelings and like, what is that ongoing connection? Okay. Ah, uh, you bring up difficult points, man. But I like it. <laughs> Give it to me. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Take a sticker. Take a sticker. Okay, I want to bring up our uh, next guest, uh, who is a local comedian and writer, um, who emailed me and. 
Although there's a reason why she emailed me. I brought her here for very different reasons because I was like, okay, we need to we need to settle this. Uh, Jennifer Tisdale, get up here. Ah, <laughs> uh, drinking. I'm just gonna do this. <laughs> I'm just gonna do this. Like, I'm the only one who's on the still floor. clutching my, my pear beer, which, with, if we're honest, is not a real beer. I've been really into fruity, hoppy things lately, fellas. <laughs> I'm fruity and hoppy. I'm going to get really into you. Well, excellent. Promises. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I wore pants so I can sit like a... This is my welcome. This is my welcome to the stage uh, body language. Sorry, you like guys. It? I'm wearing my footloose red. Uh, can I cuss? Yes. Oh yes. Fuck me boots. Oh cool. Cute. She's got in these nice. hot red boots with a little buckle. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna dance my ass off later and save a whole town. Oh. <laughs> Thanks um, for having me, by the way. No, Sorry, you're I made welcome. it about me immediately. So Jen emailed me because she's like, look. I'm this comedian who just... <laughs> I said it. I said those words. <laughs> <laughs> who just uh, shot... Is known for having shot a porn with James Dean, the the adult actor. I saw that. Oh. You saw... All, you someone, saw someone should, that. Is this more familiar? You're like, oh, that's... <laughs> As she opens now her I legs know to you. <laughs> So I thought that was fascinating. I mean, in itself, like, that's a whole long time, but... Something has been a little bit made. Like, did you enjoy the experience? Like, I mean, just the whole thing, like being on camera, the the attention after. I mean, that might be a big question. I, I think, as as a stand up comic, I would be a liar if I said I didn't enjoy the attention. Okay. I think I mean it's the the physical aspect of. It. I wasn't nervous. A lot of people have said though that's not very brave if you're not challenging yourself, but. I, I don't. I don't. What is this? What are we? I'm not a Disney character either. I feel pretty brave sometimes. Not about that. But um, so the experience itself, I was. I was more nervous about my uh, comedy career, and I'm going to air quote that right now. Such as it is, I was worried about that. I wasn't worried about like my political aspirations because those those aren't there are none, <laughs> or like like children relationships in the future. And also, I was sort of in a half open reluctant on my part relationship at the time and that is what i find fascinating okay so you told me that you were kind of in an open relationship yes there was an agreement that was open and that when you said hey because that person wanted to like go explore and so you were not into it i here's the thing he uh i'm 34 at the time i was 33 at the time he was 19 Uh, (laughs) (laughs) really you guys are really in the audience go live see i I told her that that (laughs) i told her this was a very welcoming friendly crowd and you have delivered so i want to i want (laughs) to I want to be very honest. Um, I w- because I was very uncomfortable with his age, and I, I wasn't treating him very well. I was very hot and cold, and very I, I I was very cruel at times. So eventually, and also because of his age, he threw down the open relationship gauntlet, and I freaked out because I don't have the kind of self esteem that is required 
to be in that situation. Um, I also have like a lot of abandonment issues. We could just psych 101 this till the cows come home. We don't have to. But there's a multitude of reasons as to why I think I should be able to have sex with everyone, but the person I'm with should not. <laughs> but he was it's very honest. valid in, in, in what he wanted. and I was not treating him right, and he had every right to want that. And then the James Dean opportunity came up and of course he couldn't say I'm uncomfortable. He felt uh, for obvious reasons though he was. Okay, so so interesting because the words in the email were that you you wrote that he said um, I can't stop you. So go ahead. I was like that, I mean he that <laughs> I, he yeah. Was, <laughs> we were also filming a romantic comedy at the time. <laughs> No, but he he's a very good person and I was I was not being very good to him. But when this opportunity came up because he's a good person, he couldn't really say please don't do this. You will break my heart. And that is precisely what I did. I did break his heart. It's um, when you're not being a good person to yourself. I thought you said when you're not being a good else. person, what else do you do, Jen? I'm like that's just it. I'm not a good person. No, no not a good person. When you're not being good to yourself, it's hard. When you're not being good to yourself, no, it's true. It's like we talk about a relationship being between two or more people, assuming that both of those people have fully developed senses of selves and that we treat ourselves well. We're only able to give what we have already given to ourselves. And so I think we forget that piece sometimes as well. That is true. That is very, very true. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I am, uh, I should be in all of the therapy, and I promise you I'm getting there. But until then, my meager defense has always been, oh, I'm a very broken person, so I just act in a very broken way. Deal with it. That wasn't in the email. (laughs) But but there's just just aspects. I'm I'm not a lost cause, you guys. Please don't, you know, take me home and feed me and adopt me later. I'm okay. But, you know, there are, you know, I'm good and I'm bad like all of you. Absolutely. I find it interesting that um, the feeling, I think, is very valid that I want to be able to do things with other people, but my partner shouldn't. Yes. And it brings up so many emotions around uh, monogamy because, I don't and I used to, like, uh, you guys, I believed, and I still, in my way, believe that you can find someone, be like, you're pretty cool, and then they'd be like, you're pretty cool. And then you get together, and they're buddies, and etc. And you finger each other's butts sometimes. <laughs> For the rest of your life. And you're just like growing together and all the things. I still believe in that. It's not like I... It's relationships. Monogamy. You're together. And I have been talking to, to different couples about this and different people who are monogamous. And it, it's come up several times that there's this idea that... Because I'll say, well, what about crushes? Is it okay to have a crush on someone? Is it okay to check out someone? Because some people, it's not okay to check out anyone else. It's not okay to watch porn or have any sort of passion outside of your relationship. It's just not. That, um, is, so unre- that is so unrealistic. Okay, it's unrealistic. I'm not saying it's unrealistic. I, I, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm not saying it's realistic. I'm saying that that is a feeling mm-hmm. that is valid that some people feel. And then other people are like, just married couples are like, yeah, that's... I'm kind of conflating marriage and monogamy, but I'm sorry. Um, but some people are like, well, with crushes, you don't tell your partner that. There are some things you keep secret. And that's been a theme that I've been running up against in talking to people about this. So my question is, is it, what 
is it okay to keep a secret about when it comes to being in a monogamous relationship or just relationship in general? Can I, really? Can I? I think that sometimes part of the excitement is the secret, um, like not just being attracted to someone else, but just having like a little something for yourself. Because the idea that you have to share everything with your partner to me sounds very daunting. <laughs> like, can I have anything? I like if I ever got married, I still want my own bedroom. So, and I'm being actually serious. I've laid this out to people before. I've been like, we should still have our own rooms, like just in case, because too much time with anyone. And I'm an only child, so maybe I'm coming from like a different place. I'm not really good at sharing or anything like that. But I think that having the secret and just having a little like nugget to yourself is part of the appeal. So, no, why would you come home and be like, guess who I have a crush on today, honey? <laughs> Guy at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> He had all the penises, all of them. <laughs> all of them out. I so. love dick jokes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. I don't, well, I used to not. I think I'm really coming into the boner love. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, nice. Like, I'm loving the word so, boner. Well, it's got to be a well-crafted dick yeah. joke. That's yeah. not, like, my favorite dick joke is Dick Cheney. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what oh, do you think? Goodness. Like... Yeah, that's a lot, you know, because there's two different things when you talk about secrets. It's like what you actually do and then what you say about what you're actually doing, right? You okay. Know? Because it's like first, the first part of that is no, not every couple is going to agree what quote, quote, cheating looks like, you know, like, is it okay to kiss other people? Is it okay to fantasize that I'm having sex with someone else when I'm having sex with you? Is it okay to, you know, like, there's all different kinds of things that go into, you know, can I go to dinner with a guy that I'm attracted to, that I work with, you know, and then, like, think about him in, like, sexy ways and not tell you about it, you know? So it's, like, all these different kinds of things come into play. And then... You're making eyes. I'm, this me. is my listening face. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what are those delicious eyes telling me? Ooh. I'm trying to translate mm. the eyes. Uh. <laughs> you know, it's, it's you bring behavior versus like, emotion. Like, like it's, it's having a crush okay as long as you don't do anything about it. Right. And then, but you can be with someone for 10 years and they won't know that you have crushes on anyone. But what if you have a different crush every week? Is that okay? And it depends on, and I would say it depends on the couple. You know what I mean? It's like, I think having crushes and being sexually attracted to people is completely natural, completely normal. It depends on the couple about whether or not they want to say to each other, you know, like, hey, that's, that person there is really hot or whatever. I was thinking about this. You know, it's like everybody makes up those rules themselves. You know, it's like if I were to go around person to person and ask you, how are you managing your career? You're not all going to have the same answer. So why would we expect to manage our relationships all the exact same way and be fulfilled in doing so? That's a really good parallel. That's very true. That's very Thank you. I, you've no, I guess you've never read the Bible. They tell you how to live all your lives. You guys, have you read? It's the highest printed Let- book. No, I was going to say, the, 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 the person I was in the open relationship with, we are now in a sort of friendship, having um, sex sort of thing. But what, but what I've noticed, what I've noticed and what is hard for me to accept, even though I've seen evidence of it, is that he was with another person and then he was more excited by me which is good I don't know if that always happens obviously so I mean and even there's even still some part of me that resents that I'm trying to let it go and trying to just Mm -hmm. focus on the fact that he is like his lust for me has been renewed (laughs) old 34 year old mace but like if that happens I think that it's perfectly fine to to go out if you see someone in the world and then you come home and you look at your spouse and you're like yeah I'm gonna give it to you tonight, you know? Why not? It's not, and it's not 
that other person that you're thinking of necessarily, but you just come home and you're a little slightly more appreciative of what you have. <laughs> All the time. Every day. Forever. <laughs> That's what you're into. So having interest in other people can also stoke the fire of the person um, at home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. So we've, deci- so we've decided that having crushes, being attracted to, um, and having interest in other people, totally fine in monogamy... And totally fine if you never tell your partner of your interest or noticing of anyone else. Well, again, it's well, it's case to case, like to one. Yeah, case, yeah, but case to case. Say, but then you have to have that talk, and but then it feels like a rabbit hole because now you're talking about everything, and I am so tired. All no, of a sudden, no, no, no. How does really? How do relationships work? We don't have to get on the runaway train. We don't have to get on the runaway train. <laughs> runaway it happens, train. So, it happens. It's the runaway train effect, right? It's like, well, if we allow this, then da-da! and it's like you jump in the train and just keeps going, and you, you have to like just sit there and scream with your legs open, like ah. And that's not true. It's like, <laughs> you don't have to jump on the train. And so it is possible to kind of like have crushes and maybe yeah. talk about some or not. It's like, you just, it's I, everyone. I, I worry about like, and, what you, you run the risk of only ever talking about that instead of just having fun anymore. Because it got to a point with this person and I that literally every conversation was about us and it was fucking exhausting. It was my fault. I was doing it. He just wanted to live and, and do stuff. And I was like, no, let's more us. So uh, more, more it breaking was... it down. Let's just you know figure it out until we're both sick of each other. Don't do that because I'll tell you it's not fun. So if you could maybe just have the one chat about where you both stand and maybe stick to that, that's probably ideal. Unless you're obsessive like me, who just keeps it going until everything's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. No, I don't want to do that. That's the thing. It's just maybe have the one talk. And, and here's where we all stand and then everyone just sticks to it and you don't have to do it again and there's no surprises hopefully because surprises are scary too because you're only allowed to do it once you can only talk about it once that's right write it that, down you're... if you think you're going to forget but then the surprise is that thing called life that pops up and then you find yourself attracted to someone else or you find yourself even less attracted to the person that you were with and it's like oh, here, that's here's a good a thing one. What about guilt? I guess it's not so much that the feelings, but then there's guilt. Like some people, some people, like I was reading, um, and I've heard lots of therapists say, like a lot of people struggle because then if they're interested in someone else, they question that that might mean that their attachment to their current partner is nil, void, completely, like clearly this is not the one for me because... Because I'm not I'm feeling that undying else. movie love that I've been like forced to swallow because of various... Religions in Hollywood. No, no, you're great. You're fine. I don't think it's. I don't. I think the reason why we we have that guilt is because of external forces, possibly the way you were raised. But I don't. I don't think it has anything to do really with you. You really, at the end of the day, thinking you're wrong. I think you watch movies and you have a particular religion you might follow, and you're like, I can't have these impure thoughts. I'm going straight to hell. So I think it's, we put these very unrealistic expectations on relationships, right? So it's like, why would it necessarily mean anything about your relationship if you're physically attracted to someone else, you know? If you can have two kids and it doesn't mean you love your first kid less, it's not like you're like, oh, you didn't really love that first kid because you had a second one, didn't you? It's like, no, I will tell you right now, I could tell my parents loved me way more. Oh, no. <laughs> 
you 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 see it all the time. There's one kid that definitely they like more than the other. I, you, you, I've, I've seen it. But you know what I the mean. The first kid is always the. One. But this is what I mean. It's not like because you had a second kid, it means that you don't right. like your first kid. You know, or because oh, you right, left yes. one job, you hate it, and you're a horrible person, and you're a that's, commitment see, phobe. That's it's a like, weird thing yeah. I do. Uh, the the guy I was with is very good ab- about saying I'm attracted to this person, but me being attracted to this other person doesn't take anything away from you. I always view it as um, he's taking something away from me. When he's not, he's just appreciating qualities in someone else. And they don't necessarily mean that I don't have my own qualities. And I, even though I'm saying it to you right now, in my heart, I'm still, I still struggle with that. And I just I want to be cool. I just want to be cool you with everything. I want it to be the 60s. Be. I want to be cool. <laughs> you don't have to be. If it makes you uncomfortable, you have every right to say, you know what? You don't have to tell me every time you find someone else attractive. That's true. He doesn't, but the, but it is good to know that you know to understand that finding like something interesting in someone else does not mean that they suddenly find you less interesting. There's just we're just different people. Oh, I want all the details. I want every single detail. I want to know what. What uh, do you like Nick, about them? What do they have that I don't have, and all that jazz? That's I want I every single detail about what attracts that person to another person. I'm like, I'm I, well, one, I'm also fascinated. I'm just like, oh really? Oh yeah, I guess their boobs are pretty cool. Like you know, I'm like. <laughs> Okay, I get it. Like, oh, and I guess their their gender spectrum is just they land a little different than me. But like, meh. I don't know. I like I maybe over intellectualize it. But so there's a theme of what's going on in your mind is fine. But then physical. What if you're flirting with somebody else? When it, is it that not okay? If you have no intention okay of following in, in through front, in front of them, it was ideally don't do it in front of them. So it's okay to be a secret. No, I need more. Just Does like, anyone have strong okay. feelings about this? But like, but like, what is flirting? Again, that's also I subjective. Was, like, I was about to you know, ask what's the audience, flirting? Like, have you just ever like, been in a relationship and someone says you were flirting with that person, and you're like, and you're like I was just no, talking. No, I wasn't. Me, I'm I'm happen. naturally very flirtatious. I, I will, too. and even before I made a porn, people were like, I don't know, I you're porn. But <laughs> the, the, something about the way I speak to people uh, apparently is perceived as being flirtatious. I'm like a little touchy pants. I'm a little, you know, I don't think I don't have any eyelashes, but I bat the ones I have. <laughs> You know, I don't think I toss my hair, oh, yeah. but it's there. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, again, that's subjective. And I think it's unfortunately based on how uh, comfortable your partner is with themselves. If they're feeling threatened for some reason and you know you're not doing something, then there's something going on in their head. and They're going to have to address that. And you just can't help that. Feeling threatened is interesting because then it's keep all the secrets because then way that way you'll never hurt your partner because having open communication not an open relationship just open communication means there's a chance they will be hurt and it will uh, deteriorate the it, all these things I think deteriorate the relationship it will break the trust uh, drive a wedge between you two lots of poetic metaphors and imagery <laughs> you know and it just feels separate and I don't I, I mean I will say I'm biased I really I believe in open communication and like strongly just who you are. I guess because I lived a life. Oh, <laughs> I, li- I lived a life of secrets and I, I wasn't have. doing anything. I was thinking and feeling a lot of things that I was not communicating to my partner. So I want to know if, like, is, is that just the way you have to play it when it comes to monogamy for it to work? Yes, no. Yes, no. Okay, uh, does anyone... I heard a... Yes. Big can yes. I can I oh, yeah. hear a, a yes? Eagerest, Come on up. Eager yes One big yes. Here. Oh, good. Clap him up. Clap him up. Clap him up. Well, hello. What's your name? I'm Nima. Hello, Nima. Hi. 
Welcome to the stage. And if anybody ever wants to say their fake name, oh yeah, woo, yeah, you got friends back there. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so I think if you just speak your mind in the beginning and you lay it out, then going forward, it's not going to be a big surprise. Mm-hmm. And if you both agree on that, um, that's really important. And then also, you were saying uh, about secrets. Yeah. I think it's ultimately about how you feel about it because in the end you have to deal with your own karma so if you really feel um, deep down negatively about it then that's something you have to face you know but if you feel like I can have a secret and it's not going to hurt this person and I'm not doing anything bad then um, then it's okay I think can I ask a question about that yeah well, you laid again. This is when I was like, write it down in the beginning. But like again, your feelings might change. You could both say to each other, "I'm not comfortable with these things," and then maybe somewhere along the line, things right. change. Do you open up? You open up the dialogue again. Exactly. Every time. Every time. Every yeah. time. Yeah. Because and pray that they're phases, still on board. It doesn't just get better and better. Right. You know, linearly, it's ups and downs. Hmm. So you have to have that conversation again and again as the years go by and your relationship evolves you know I think every few years right so. but you don't need to say anything if you don't feel like you have to right so really it's about the I, I think of that as yeah. uh, guilt you know there's something no, wrong I mean, with if that if you feel guilt that, I think that's like a cancer so you have to you have to get it out okay but if you feel like hey I'm flirting with this person and I'm filled with love and there's nothing negative here, then mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to go home and say, hey, I was flirting, you know? So you could keep that secret and it would be okay, I think. Okay, so if you're like flirting with someone at a party and you're like yeah. <laughs> eating the chips of the dip, you're like, hey, you know, like <laughs> and then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. But inside, if I'm like, I'm totally in a relationship and I agree we are monogamous so this is clearly not going to go anywhere but my panties are telling me different I need to not I can't go there but we can just look at each and I gaze a little bit maybe I can you know maybe I'll like be thinking about you for a few days after the chips and dip and then (laughs) it's just big chips and dip fans out (laughs) and then I'm like whoa Okay. <laughs> like third party perspective if this were like in a movie you just keep you just keep that on the DL you're just a secret you don't tell your partner because nothing actually happened right. that's fine I think if you're in a great relationship and you had an experience you can even tell them about that and they might be like that's really cool what yeah. if you really like flirting What's wrong with that? that? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with flirting. I guess. I guess the question is, when does? Well, and I just had the cheating episode, but it's like your agreement because no, so many people do not talk about when does cheating happen. Because for some people, cheating happens when you're flirting. I guess it's yeah. If you haven't, what is the assumed? And I have lots of questions. Clearly, like what is the assumed cheating time? Like you know, like is flirting? Is it worse? I think most. I think most people feel that emotional cheating is is always a little is a little bit worse than physical cheating. You know, because uh, there's no attachment in a physical relationship. But if you start, if if they start to have feelings for someone else, that's very painful. My problem is that I tend to flirt when I when I think that my partner isn't giving me enough attention. So I have to run out 
and get it from somebody else because I'm a real piece of shit sometimes. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, that is really what it, what it is about for me. Some people are just flirting because they like flirting. And for me, if I think I'm not getting the attention I, I want, and I require a lot, so I'm, I'm by no means a litmus test for attention. But I will go out and I will flirt a little and I'll feel a little, a little good and that's that instead of just talking. So I think it's important... And this is going to sound like controlling and making flirting less fun, but just if you're flirting with someone, hopefully it's from a good place and not like a, like, like a bad place, like I'm right. starting. Like if it's just good-natured it's, flirting, awesome. If it's like, yeah. if you feel like you're somehow getting back at your partner for something, then maybe you need to go talk to them. And I flirt with everyone all the is that, time. Am I just, am I a yeah. villain it makes, on this It makes life something? sweeter. I really do. Yeah. Like when I saw you, it's like, you Oh, you are. And I do, and I just feel like it's like there's nothing... I'm not trying to go home with you tonight. Not right. yet. Tonight. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, like, I just think it makes life sweeter. Like, just, it's a way of interacting with people. I call people lover on a regular basis, and I touch people when I talk to them, even for emphasis. I'm like, oh my God. Ooh. You know, like that. Like, okay. Grab your arm kind of uh-huh. thing. Okay. And it's not because I intend to have some sexual relationship or signal any interest in that person. Okay, so I'm not talking about that flirting. I mean, yes, we all have delightful yeah. playfulness with our friends. Yeah. Oh, the flirting yeah, with an intention. But I've had partners perceive that as flirting. Like, I see. Exactly. So this is, yeah. See, okay, I was on a boat recently with a she thousand... She was on a boat? <laughs> with a thousand nerds. Self-defined nerds. Um, the, the, this is, I mean, I've already talked about... I haven't really... T- at some point, I'll have to talk about was my, it a lot of It was LARPing on a boat. Just oh, that was so cool. Um, no, it was, a, it was a cruise ship. It was the Jonathan Colton um, Cruise Crazy Cruise, which is basically nerdy music and nerdiness and gaming and whatever. <laughs> but there was a dance party one night. Yes. And, I mean, so all of us were on the dance floor. And, I mean, it was a huge ice skating rink turned into a dance floor and, and just ended. Uh, Jonathan so Hodgman and John Reese were DJing. It was so silly fun, and it was the goofiest music. And so, and a lot of the performers were like down near the back, and we're all just getting crazy and whatever, and just and lots of goofiness. But then I noticed because a lot of people were partnered, and I'm, I know I'm just keeping you up here, but hello. Um, so a lot, a lot of the people who were on the cruise were in relationships, and uh, and I mean some of them were like, yeah, we're totally poly, et cetera, et cetera. But most people were monogamous; they just were. And so this one guy in this mirror, and I know that there, there was just. He was getting all up in the dancing and just giving me the eyes the entire time. I mean, just like unblinking, like, yeah, yeah, you want to get some? But it's like nerd dancing, so it was okay, but I still felt really inappropriate about it. Like, you were giving me these eyes, like, and you just trying to dance about me and like, what's up, girl? And I'm like, what are you doing? You're married. And I don't know what, um, th- I don't know if this means. I wish that you you're- could say names. I know, I cannot, no, I will not say names because that is very unprofessional. Uh, I'll tell you later. No, I won't. Um, <laughs> So it was just, it was really strange. And I was struggling with the fact, like, is this, am I consenting to be part of something that is sort of outside the agreements of his relationship or not? I don't it think felt that's so your strange. problem. I don't think that's your problem. That and problem? I know that sounds terrible to, like, justify, like, if you sleep with a married person and you can go, well, I'm not the married one. But you know what? You're not the married one. And it's not your job to, to take care of their marriage. It's their fucking job to take care of the marriage. Uh, sorry. I have a friend. Right. I- I, maybe I'm a shitty piece of shit for saying oh, that. Oh, someone's. Oh, okay. I'm gonna trade it with somebody else. Thank you so Thanks. much. Yeah. I can barely handle my own relationship. Oh, take a sticker. Take a sticker. <laughs> you want? Um. Now wait. That being said, would I ever date a married man? No. 
But again, my feeling is it's not your responsibility to check his relationship or her. Uh, I have a curly friend who haired. says I'm not an adulterer because I am not married. <laughs> but she slept with several married people. So, yeah. Okay, well, that worked out for her. That's someone who has commitment problems. You have feelings on your face. Yeah. Would you like to come up and share them? Yay. Oh, oh, man. I, w- I wish everyone could see your outfit. It is stunning. You are a stunning Thanks. piece of work. Take a picture Thanks. of that for me. Are Email you flirting with her? A little bit. Uh-huh. Wow. What are your thoughts? Um, so... This came up with my current boyfriend about a past situation. Is he here? No, he's not. Too bad. <laughs> a past situation that happened. And, and I think that there is a line in this situation. I think there's a difference between some guy is flirting with me on the dance floor. I think he's in a relationship. How do I respond to that? Versus if you have the explicit knowledge that somebody is in a committed relationship and there are lines there, that you respect them. You are not responsible for their choices, but you are responsible for your own. And where you are morally compromised in there leads is your own kind of moral compass and system. But you are responsible for your choices with the knowledge that you have. So I think that it's, it's kind of a gray area, but that it makes yeah. a difference, you know? Yeah. You yeah. don't have to be the person they cheat with. They're but you can cheat. also just dance with this dude on the dance yeah, floor. But see, that's the difference. You don't have I mean, to suck like his a dick later. Situation, as opposed to no, I didn't mean you. This was a broad you, not. I, I meant like as a broad, not you as a broad. You're a lady. You know what I'm saying. You're a real dame. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Do you see him a little dandy? It's a dame. dame. Oh, dame. Taking oh, okay. it back. Taking it way back. Oh, yeah. I'm a madam. Thank you so much for yeah, that. Thank, thank you. you. What's your name? Aaron. Aaron, thank you, Aaron. This has actually been quite helpful because I, uh, I figure if you want a sticker, you will take a sticker because maybe you don't want a sticker. I like Shaming stickers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We've established a pattern. You, I trust that you will make it up if you want. Um, because having been, I'm still oriented polyamorous, those feelings actually do want to go full force into a secondary, like a, another relationship. So I'm, I'm, it's nice hearing people be like, you do not need to say anything because it's just feelings. It's like, oh, okay, because I don't have that mapping that I think other people do who are more into that I'm just like oh so now I will have a girlfriend and a boyfriend and a lover why not you know like it's just, it just seems very natural but you know that's taken the time so I, w- I want you to teach me how to be polyamorous is that oh. a, is that a learned trait because I I feel like I would I would like to be that way, but there's just particular there's just my own issues that are stopping me. So if we could just talk about that for ten minutes, that would be amazing. <laughs> well, there there are a lot of resources, including several episodes uh, on uh, that. I've heard. But I will say that a lot of people who are like, yeah, because Polly is this thing that's sort of like, yeah, everybody's Polly now. It's so you know, oh, I'm cool, I'm Polly. Like I'm totally, I'm vegan, I'm fair trade, I'm Polly, gluten free, gluten free, and Polly. <laughs> when, honestly, when it comes to time management and how you want to, you know, direct your energy, a lot of people are finding that they really are more. They want to have different sex partners that are also friendships and and to different levels, but they don't necessarily want to maintain several. But you never get relationships. Jealous. My no, problem. I told, my problem I am is so jealousy. Jealous. Okay. Oh, you don't, even, you don't even know how jealous I am. I'm I, crazy wow. jealous. I, if it's anything like me, then I do. I know it all, and it's bad. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 